Come on then. What's your start for 10? Well, I think we should probably talk about the Olympics. Do you really? Do you think that's a requirement? Well, everyone else, like... I know a lot of people, especially people who aren't normally into sport, absolutely lose their shit over the Olympics. I, I mean, I do enjoy certain bits of the Olympics. I'm not someone who's going to sit and watch everything that's on, pressing, like, the BBC red button to find what else is on elsewhere. I'm not really into, like, the obscure sports, which I know other pe- it's other people like it the other way around, don't they? They really like the obscure sports that you only see every four years. That's all I'm interested in. And what, like, what are you looking at? Like, taekwondo. Right. And... Like, shooting. Shooting? You don't see shooting on telly. No, you don't. See darts. Yeah. Love a bit of darts. Do you remember when... A bit of a secateur. Secateur? Non-secateur? No. No? A, um, a Segway. Segway. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're looking no. for. Secateur. <laughs> They're like gardening. Yeah, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> okay, go on then. A bit of a segway. Do you remember when we were on our honeymoon? Yeah. And we were like... Why the hell on ESPN do they have axe throwing? Yes, yeah, we were in the hotel room and yeah. there it was, yeah. yeah. And then two hours later, after having a little rest, <laughs> yeah. we were like, I can't believe we didn't go for the kill shot with that final, <laughs> throwing the final, like, just giving away the championship. It's, um... Is it that sort of thing? Then? But there is no axe throwing in uh, the Olympics, sadly. No, not yet. Mm. There's only time. I'd, Add things in. Apparently sailing was on this morning. Yeah, I ignored that i really love the gymnastics but i haven't watched as much of it as i have done in previous years i did stop today to watch and this will date the podcast massively but simone biles do her beam um performance which i really loved why are you smiling at me like that i just want to know if she stopped halfway through and get flicked the v's at piers morgan oh yeah well you know what when she finished i just felt the crowd was so with her the whole time people were clapping when she moved a leg yeah. and I cried at the end because I just felt it was such a, a, a there was such a build up to it wasn't it and there is such a strength of character to go out there yeah. to do this amazing performance I mean anyone who can do those flips and I mean I can't even just stand on the beam do you know what I mean like put me up I mean how would I how would I get up there for the first, you know first of all but I would probably just sit on it and fall off do you know what I mean? So to even to be able to just stand I think in its own up. way that would be better. <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer to watch that. Ten. Tens across the board. <laughs> Gymnastics is nothing for me. Like We're having mm. this discussion off air the other mm. day, but I think with gymnastics, I couldn't pick the top five in order. Like, how would you... like? Because you, your point was that they're all so phenomenal, yeah. you couldn't rank them. You yes. couldn't see what what mm. the differences were. You occasionally get someone who is far and away the best mm-hmm. and that's fair enough. I mean, if you fall off the beam, you know, like, you lose it or you, you, your hands go off, drop off the parallel bars. I mean, I don't know the what rings. I'm talking about here. Oh, the rings, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like in Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But That sort of thing is easy to, to know. But from second down to fifth, like, mm. you could rank them in any order and they're so, so marginal. I just found it Difficult. It's the same reason I struggle with Strictly for so long. Until I realised it's not really about the dancing. No, it's a popularity contest. Yes. And a bit and dancing as well, I think. Yeah. 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 It's how popular can you get through dancing. But you so for Strictly then, you were saying that you couldn't I mean, you must have seen the difference between the really the, the the dance, I'm not going to say the bad dance, but the people who really struggled to pick up the dancing and the people who were clearly stage trained. Yeah, absolutely. But 
I think there's not a lot between, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's all right, and like five. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's rubbish. And like, oh, that was so amazing. Nine. Mm, I think the score, there's something to be said about the scoring, isn't there, on there? Mm. Whereas the Olympic scoring, obviously, they, they, it's legit it's very, for a start. Yeah, yeah. You don't get Craig Revel Harwood scoring everyone down at the end. Although I'd watch it if that was the case. Probably would. Yeah. Who's the Who's the shit Craig Revel Harwood ripoff from Dancing on Ice? Oh, he's not on anymore. Jason. Yes. Yeah. I think he's completely changed like career now. I think he's doing something. I'm thinking now he's like doing something like gardening or something like that, or he's got some sort of outdoor activity that he's doing. And like he's just got, got his own business, little yeah, van, yeah, and yeah. Uh, goes around. Something people. like that that I saw that he he'd done like working with nature or something like that, but I can't remember. What else are you looking forward to? I mean, I'm saying looking forward to, but the Olympics is nearly over. What else have you been watching? A I, bit? I don't care about the Olympics. Okay, well, uh, well, why have you decided to talk because about it on the podcast? That's what I said. I think we sh- I think we. Should have had something to say about it, is what I said. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. Mm. I thought you meant that you, we should talk about it because everyone else is. No, And no. it has been on a lot of the other podcasts that we listen to. And but... in doing so, we yeah. have talked about it. So, see, this is called is a framing it? device. Yeah, is that it? Yeah. It's over? Yeah, I mean, the 100's going on, but I don't really want to get into my feelings about the 100. I no, think let's, do, let's not make this a sport podcast. No, people want telly. They want films. I think quite often they come here by mistake. Watching television, watching television. So come on then, what highbrow TV show have you got for us this week? So this week, Mark, I have Love Island. <laughs> I mean, feel feel happy because I did have about ten true crime documentaries. We'll put the timestamps in the notes for anyone <laughs> who's decided <laughs> against. We do that anyway. It's fine. I don't know what you're got that, that face on for, mine. Because do you remember what got us through? The time that we spent, we spent a long time in the hospital a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was Love Island. Yeah, so we were put in temporary accommodation because we were quite far away from home and the tellies in the rooms. Got... What, from the 1980s? Look, I mean, I'm not going to criticise. They gave us rooms. No, I'm but, not yeah. either, but I think we have to set the scene. But of when there was, you... yeah, there was only decent reception on a couple of channels, like consistently decent reception, and one was ITV2. Yeah. And we were in separate rooms. Yes. And I'd been saying, because so, so many people like Love Island, I'd been saying ahead of the series, should we be watching this? And you said, nope, I'm not watching it. Absolutely. And then we met up the next morning, like I say, separate rooms, single beds, and you said... I watched Love Island last night. Yeah. It's actually all right. Yeah. And then from then on, because this was when our son was in hospital yeah. a couple of years back, then on, that's what we used to do. We used to meet in my room yeah. to watch Love Island on this single bed. Yeah. Because it was a bit of a distraction therapy, wasn't it, really, from everything that was going on? It was a bit like being on a school trip, wasn't it? Yeah, Sneaking it was into very, your room. Very much so. Yeah. And then when we got home, we continued, even though he was still in hospital for a while. Yeah. Um, we continued to watch Love Island. And again, it was it was just, it was so different from, I mean, you would think, wouldn't you, that at that point in your life, when you've got a child in hospital, you've had a bereavement as well, and things, things were not looking good at that time, you would think that the last thing you would want to do is go and watch a bunch of 20-year-olds that look absolutely, you know, beautiful, handsome... You know, full of life, full of full of verve. Nah, but I, I it disagree. Was brilliant. I think it was as far away from the experience we were having mm-hmm. at that time as possible, mm-hmm. and I think that was why it was such escapism for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I'm not going to criticise Love Island, um, yeah, although I am jokingly, but yeah, <laughs> um, look, it got me through some tough times. I 
I enjoyed the series that I watched, which was the 2019 mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. that was won by the girl from around girl here. Girl from around here, Amber Gill. Amber, Amber Gill, is Amber it? Gill, yeah. Amber Gill, yeah. yeah. Um, has she got a double barrel first name? It's like Amber Rose Gill. Oh, it could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the breakout stars being probably Molly May and... Maura. Maura. Remember Maura? And Tommy Fury. And to- yeah, and Molly May and Tommy Fury are still together. I thought... Did I not see they broken up recently? Not that I know of. I mean, not that I'm following them, you know, week by week or anything, but I didn't think that. Maura had split up with a guy that came in afterwards that she got together with. I mean, this is wonderful, isn't it, when I don't know the names of everyone. She's she's going out with Giovanni... Um, Giovanni. No, Giovanni from... From Strictly. Giovanni Trafatoni, the former <laughs> Republic of Ireland football manager. I was thinking, um, what on earth is this reference you're coming up with? No, she's going out with Giovanni from Strictly to bring it back to uh, to Strictly. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was our series, wasn't it? And then yes. you would, didn't watch it last year, which I watched a bit of it and I didn't get it was into on last it. Year. This year, though, to bring it back round, this year I am loving it, and it's probably for the same reasons. I do feel like. I found that in your you use you use sorry I put my teeth in you use the word escapism and I think that's exactly what it is now for me. Mm. I know at nine o'clock I can just switch off and I can go into this little world, this parallel universe, where the only thing that really matters is what's going on in these people's love lives, and because they are in this villa, and I think also because we've had the lockdown, which they've had as well, it's this sense of freedom that they've got being away from home in this villa with people that they've they've not met before a lot of the times they're talking about how you know they haven't had a cuddle for 18 months a lot of them haven't been in relationships for you know two years plus which wasn't typical of the people who've gone into love island before you know oh my, my last relationship was six weeks ago or something yeah. like that and um, and they've not had con- this human contact so i think there's this this real feeling with within this series of love island of wanting to be near people they're they're often asking for cuddles even from their friends you know not in a romantic way so oh, will you come and cuddle me tonight and there's a real feeling of, of the need of for connection not just um physical connection but also friendship as well the girls and the boys are really good mates and they call themselves family okay. and that that's been something i think that's really come through this year is that you know come on you're my brother you're my family, we can argue, but we can come back together again, and we're not going to fight over this this person, I'm going to give you advice, and if you don't take it from me, well, you're my brother, in inverted commas, so, um, you know, you can ignore my advice, or um, come and speak to me afterwards when, you know, you've, you've thought about it, and, and actually, the story, it's got some really, sort of, average press this year, saying, oh, it's really boring, but for me, I didn't want massive massive drama right from the beginning i wanted to learn who the people were to to you know without sounding weird watch them learn about their personalities really get to see them as people because you really can tell when they've kind of forgotten the cameras are there which i suspect is easy to do Mm. when you're on camera 24 7 um i can imagine it's very easy to forget they're there and let your guards slip they they, they clearly have you can really really see it especially when you're young and don't care yeah yeah and and they're not doing anything you know none of them are doing anything inverted commas bad they're just young people have flirting and having a good time with with others hang on right i don't know any of their names okay. you, you you speak to me about these people like after you come up at 10 o'clock oh, no. 
and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And he says, the one with the big lips and the the, the fillers, and I'm like, that could be any of them. Um, There's apparently there's one guy who was winding everyone up when they went to Casa D'Amour because for people who don't watch this, Casa Amor, darling, it's not Casa D'Amour. It's just Casa Amor. Doesn't have a D and an apostrophe. Casa Amor. It should be Casa. It's A M O R as well. They don't even spell it like Amor. Well, yeah. no, but it's Spanish. So... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the French. I, see, I think of it Casa de Amor because that's House of Love. House of Love. Well, Everybody in House of Love. Love. So, yeah. Right. So I come up and tell you a little story. No, let's, let's just go over the format. Mm. You start with number of boys, number of girls. Is it normally... So it starts off with an even number of people. Yes, right? yeah. And uh, they, they ask... They ask them to couple they, up. They ask them to couple up. So initial physical reactions. So girls will line up, yeah. a boy will come in, and the girls will have to to say who who would like to be in a couple with that yeah. boy. And it's a bit of a meat market, isn't and, it? To begin with, yeah. Because and yeah. all of them are putting on a face. Everyone's yeah. putting a face. Everyone wants a fashion label. Everyone wants more Instagram followers. A lot of them now, I really like this. They just come out and say that. They don't sort of hide behind it. Going over the rules at the minute, honey. So oh, right, let's... sorry. <laughs> so then they'll bring in other people, like maybe a couple each week. They call they call them bombshells because they they come in and they what? Oh, I've got, I'm just giving you a bit of extra. And then they can couple up with someone else, and then yeah. once a week is it they have a recoupling where like either all the boys pick all the all the girls, whichever one has the least number of people in, mm-hmm. will pick, and then the people who are left who don't get matched up with someone go home. Yes. Is that's that right? right? Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. And then they occasionally bring up all there's these tasks and it's just a bit big brother, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I fast forward them. And then bit. occasionally they have votes about which couples get eliminated. Yeah, so sometimes the public can be involved. Yeah. So the public might be asked, okay, um vote for the best co- the couple that you think is the most true you know the, mm. the best suited or maybe someone like that and then the ones at the bottom sometimes like the islanders have to pick which one goes yes and they do go it's not like they come back or there's a surprise they, mm. they're gone that's it they're gone from the island yeah. they go and talk to um laura whitmore yeah in uh, who's back in the uk and they have their five minutes of fame and then off they go to do something different so casa de Mor happens <laughs> Sort of partway through. I, I can't like, not call it Casa and ev- de Mor. everyone knows it's coming yeah. as well. And th- in that instance, the boys typically, but some of the girls, I think in the RCs, the girls actually went. So girls all, but the group of girls, the group of boys get to go to this villa that's literally just around the corner that they've built. I watched them building it on a sort of a making of the other day. I thought it was really, really interesting. And it's a beautiful villa that they've built. And then they'll bring in either girls or boys. Just an equal number. Equal number. One each. And it's, it's it's marked as a test. So people, most people are in couples by that point. Something very romantic. Some people have said, oh, do you want to be my boyfriend? Do you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah. Other people have said, look, I'm going to go to Casa Amor, but I'm not going to do anything. And then you see, that obviously, whoever's left behind yeah. doesn't get to see what's happening. And the other mm. way around, they don't get to see what's happening in either. And the people, like if the girl's left behind, they'll bring boys into the right. original house as well. Yeah. And these people want to remain in the show, but to stay in the show, they need to hook up with someone and get mm-hmm. someone to pick them when the when it all comes back together in the main house. So if you spot someone who you think you can seduce, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. that's in your interest because that means you will become part of the show. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if 
someone goes back and says, now I want to go back with Molly May, for example, <laughs> who I was already know. with. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, then you go home. And it's, no it's a you. bit of a sort of like a surprise, surprise yeah. type moment where you, no one knows if the other person has found someone else yes. or brought someone else back and decided to recouple with one of these new people. So you do get these sort of heart-stopping moments where there'll be, for example, a girl standing by herself saying, I didn't want to recouple with any of these new boys. I hope that my current partner over in Casa Amor, for yes. example, doesn't come back with a new girl. Yeah. And... You, you have that moment of waiting to see if he's going to walk in yeah. with someone new, in which case, girl standing is just left standing there by herself. In, it's quite a cruel Best process. moment of TV of 2019 was the breakup of Amy and Curtis. Mm. When he went off to Casa Amor, after being in a relationship with Amy from almost night one, mm. um, and then she, they all, were all lovey-dovey. They, they were the, like mum and dad of the house and that he I think he worked in his head that they were quite unpopular with the public mm. because they were a bit boring they weren't the fire ones so he's like I think he worked out to stay and he needs to hook up with someone else which is quite cynical but mm. you know there well, you go well there's a lot of that going on yeah you know, it's, it's a game, game show it's at game the end show. of the day yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he was trying to hook up with every person every girl there just trying to get a new couple going didn't hook up with anyone came back said oh well it's been a really tough decision <laughs> And and almost like almost like said, Well, I'll take Amy then. Yeah, yeah. And then the I was coming to tell you I loved you tonight. <laughs> I can't believe that's that you, you remember that so well. It's the best moment of telly in TV. Why am I not watching this? Well I, this is why I keep wanting to say like you've just rehearsed the whole of Love Island there, yes. right? And like every time I've tried to butt in, you've been really excited to like keep going and tell everyone mm. about Love Island. I don't understand why you're not watching it with me. Because I think it's such an investment. It mm. is on six nights a week for an hour. And then two hours, there's an extra show on a weekend with... Like, do they have special... Like, yeah, is it like, yeah, is it like a, like a guest. Like, is it after Old Sun, Island. is it called? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Big Brother's Little Brother, you know. And frankly, like, it's a big investment. And I can just get through... If you're watching that, I can get through a lot of stuff that I want to watch mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like The Walking Dead, like The Expanse and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's what I'm watching in the background um, while you're doing that. And it's... Yeah, so it's... Yeah. I'm not against watching it, but it's... It, it's just too much of an investment just to follow it every night. It's like Fair Big enough. Brother all over again. Yeah, it is. And it does really remind me of those early days of Big mm. Brother, actually. I really love it from an anthropological point of view. I really enjoy looking at things like gendered roles, the way that the both the girls and the boys go into these very traditional roles. Some of the conversations that were, ha- that were had in there recently were where... Uh, men and these are all heterosexual couples as far as um we are aware there's no one who has said that they are bisexual for yeah. example um where a man will say oh you know i really want someone to have children with and i'm very family orientated and this girl's too career driven for me and there's a lot about women being too confident yes so i get a lot of that and um, there was a big um argument a couple of weeks ago about someone said they didn't like 
women who were fake in inverted commas and that started a real conversation about what it meant to use that free um that, that terminology and why women in particular and the women who were in the the villa who had had surgical enhancement why they had done that and what it was about for them so i really enjoy it from that you know that and it is just people watching from yeah. that from that people watching point of view and go oh i don't really agree with that or oh yes i think that's a really good point or you know when people are in relationships or they're working towards relationships really thinking about what would i have accepted in my life in my 20s so for example one of the boys went to casper more they didn't couple up with someone and bring someone back with them but they spend all their time flirting and kissing another girl yeah and that has now come out so he came back to great fanfare because oh he didn't come back with anyone and she didn't have anyone and they were together again and they'd been true to each other but actually it then came out that he'd been kissing someone else while he was there he just didn't bring her back with him um that has really sparked a conversation about what would you find acceptable within that relationship given that they haven't said will you be my boyfriend will you be my girlfriend that sort of thing they've only spent a short amount of time together but in this very claustrophobic environment where everything is really heightened so you know as as someone watching it i really don't want her to get back with him because i feel that what he has done hasn't hasn't been the the right thing or has been unacceptable but of course it's her life and you can really see her swaying to go and he's really trying to win her back and do you sort of with your own life experience you can sort of sit there and go i wish i could talk to her and say you know be with be with someone who, who maybe doesn't go off and kiss someone else straight away but then on the other hand you think well they've only known each other a short period of time yeah if, you know they've not made any promises to each other they're not married so all of those conversations i find really really interesting again from that people watching perspective and making your own judgment calls i think the thing that we have to really talk about though is the way that people respond to love island which is very much in the way that sort of the the big brother thing became which is people really taking it very seriously and twitter for example other types of social media being quite horrific in in some parts not all but being quite horrific. Being horrific yeah oh, i know but you would think with everything that has happened in the past there have been two love island contestants who have taken their own lives for example yeah. with everything that's happened with caroline flack for example that there would be you know there was the the be kind movement that that came about particularly in the in the wake of caroline flack's death that seems to be have been forgotten by many and yes we have to we have to keep in mind this is a game this is a challenge they're going to win 50 grand yeah you know that this is not real life you know and that i really i i take issue yeah with people going out of their way to make comments mm. about the people in the show and I think there's a bit of a difference between Nasty Nick Bateman, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. in his 30s, was, to all intents and purposes, he was a mature man who probably knew himself and knew what he was getting into, and a young person who is going on Love Island because they look good in a bikini and have probably been um, targeted by people who've seen him on Instagram yep, yep. and slipped into the DM saying, do you fancy applying for this? Mm-hmm. And then they come out and are receive hate through social media um yeah i think there is i think there is a massive difference um and i think i really hope that 
the producer of the show have learnt about this and yes I think that that is something that they do talk about quite openly in terms of the aftercare and, and the, the care that they get throughout the, the show I think that is right okay bit of fun how many people do you think you can name from the original Celebrity Love Island show how many contestants Celebrity Love Island yes well, I never watched I never watched you don't remember any when it was on no I didn't watch it hun do you not know that this existed no no so this was the, before Love Island. There was Celebrity Love Island in the summer of two thousand and five. Was it Paul Dannon? Paul Dannon, yeah. Paul Dannon. That's that, suddenly I'm like getting a flashback to it. Well was then. Joe Swash on as well? Joe Swash wasn't on. Oh, it, I feel it's that sort of person. Does that make sense? That yeah. sort of mid-ranking TV person like Paul Dannon off off Hollyoaks. There were two series of it. All right. Interestingly, for the second series, Celebrity was dropped from the title. Oh. Which when we get to that <laughs> series, shall I go through these? Yeah, people? yeah, please. So Nikki Ziering, who was a model and actress, okay. never heard of her. Abby Titmus. Oh wow. Judy Shakoni, who was a model and actress. Mm-hmm. Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp. Yeah. The footballer. Yeah. Right. Some of the girls I went to school with what used to go for um, was in the Lee Sharp fan club and went for barbecues around his back garden. <laughs> and one day David Beckham <laughs> turned up. I remember them coming back and like going, oh this. Because obviously they just everyone, all the girls there fancied him, so he had his own fan club. Aww. And uh, yeah, one day they were like, "Oh, yeah, this new new footballer came up who was really fit called David Beckham." <laughs> Little did they know. Little did they know. I mean, that wouldn't happen anymore. No, no, it wouldn't, would it? No. Um, Liz McLaren. Oh, from Atomic Kitten. Yep. Rebecca Luce. Yep. Dwayne Ledeja. Lady Isabella Harvey. Michael Greco. Oh my God! What? A Beppe from EastEnders. Yeah. I, I don't know why I why do I know this uh, random information. Callum Best. Oh, of course. And yeah. then the winners oh. were Jane Middlemiss. Really? Yeah. From round here, Jane Middlemiss. And Fran Cosgrove. Fran Cosgrove. Why he was, do I know that? He was name? very 2005. He was a nightclub owner who used to be the bodyguard for Westlife. Oh. And then the second series. Mm-hmm. So, so this is where right. they dropped celebrity. It was just yes. Love Island. So there's right. So I'll go through the glamour models. So Alicia mm-hmm. Duval. Oh yes, I know her. Yeah. I don't know uh, Emily Scott, Emma and Eve Ryan, Colleen Shannon, Playboy model and DJ. Is how she's announced. Okay. Lady is Victoria Harvey came back again. Yeah. Still looking for love. I think they were trying to get people, people back. Leo from the streets. God. Dry your eyes, mate. Completely forgotten about him. Yeah. Um, Paul Denham came back. Oh no, and, oh Paul. I mean, I remember when they came back, it was marketed as Paul Denham's coming back, he's a bit creepy. Oh no, yeah. oh really? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, he has got very intense eyes, yeah. I always remember that about him. Shane Lynch. Oh nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, didn't he do In the Jungle as well? I know it's not called that. <laughs> uh, Lee Otway. Lee Otway, why do I know that name as well? Because he's an actor. And he right. is one of one of Britain's greatest actors. Okay. He played Bomb Ed in Hollyoaks. <gasps> That's it. I knew it was another Hollyoaks connection. Yeah. Uh, Sophie Anderton, Pierce Brosnan's son. Interesting. Kate Lawler. Lovely. Who might have just from won Big, Bro- just Big, gone Brother, from Big Brother that, that year. Yeah. Brendan Cole, Kelly Bryan. Ke- oh, from Eternal. Yeah. Wow. And the winners. Uh huh. Callum Best coming okay, back. Right, fair enough. And Bianca Gascoigne. Oh. Oh, interesting. Oh, so you're the footballing families together. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow, I, yeah. Did, I didn't yeah. know. Wow. I much prefer it with people I don't know. I think it's best. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that second list were people we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> it's true. 
And is there... Yeah, but yes. So can I talk about what I've been watching whilst you've been watching Love Island? Go on then. So this is a show which has freaked you out a couple of times. Yeah. Because it's called I Think You Should Leave. And you keep saying it to me. So I keep saying like, oh, what are you watching? And then you'll say that title and I won't clock that that's the title of the show. Yeah. I think you're being really serious and it's happened so many times. To give it its full title, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, which would, <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. It's probably better because then at least I would know what was going on. <laughs> so this is a sketch comedy show. Tim Robinson is a writer for Saturday Night Live. He used to be a member of the cast. He's one of the few people who've gone from being a member of the cast to being a writer, which I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, anyway, yeah. Is it American? Yes, it's American. Okay. It's on Netflix. This is someone writing comedy who's writing weird shit that you can't get away with on mainstream comedy. Obviously, Saturday Night Live has a lot of sketches, and this is yeah. obviously exactly what this is. But this is unlike any other sketch comedy I've ever seen. All the sketches are partly observational, partly surreal. There's often a socially awkward element to them. And they're so multi-layered. So they will start off as one thing. And then just as you think you understand the joke, it will twist to be something completely, completely different. So, for example, there is a sketch that is, I think it's in the first episode of the series, where it is just a cheesy tour guide. And we've all been on tours with a cheesy tour guide doing these well-rehearsed ad-libs and cheesy jokes that you can tell from their voice they've done 20 times already. Yeah. And we'll probably do for the rest of the, the year and probably the rest of their career. And it starts off and it's just that well-observed thing of everyone's like politely laughing at these shit jokes. And then just it picks on one thing that he says. And Tim Robinson's in the group that's going round and he t- he takes it in a completely separate direction, picking on one thing that the one joke that the guy says. It's I, I was crying laughing at it. It's so good. I mean, the other good thing about it is, I think with sketch comedy, you can quite often start off enjoying it, but then you're looking at your watch. All these episodes are 15 to 20 minutes long. Oh, right, okay. So they don't hang around. It doesn't ever stay as welcome. Um, I think, so just to explain like one ju- We'll go for the sketch that, if you know anything about this, this is a sketch that you'll have seen. Which... Are you going to try and explain a joke? Yeah, so okay. the hot dog car. Right. Which I think you've seen bits of. I think I've put on before now. No. So the scene is like in a clothes shop. There's clearly just been a commotion. People are like panicking and you see that a hot dog shaped car has crashed through the window. Oh, I do remember this now. Yes. Yes, you did show me this. So everyone's going, oh, what? did anyone see what happened? And I, I, who do you think, who, who's driven it? Camera pans to a guy in a hot dog suit going, yeah, who could it be? <laughs> yes. So, so you're laughing at yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I laughing find at that this. funny because he's in a hot dog yeah. costume. Which is funny in itself. Yeah. It, but the, also like, the fact that the guy's funny in itself. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. And then when he's going, yeah, we'll just all close our eyes, <laughs> take your car and go. That's funny itself, but then when they start to round round up on him, he will goes into this rant of just about did anyone learn my name? I know the names of Pornhub and Red Tube better than I know my name, my own parents, and these sort of fake holier than thou sort of rants that people go on about social media and stuff like that. There's two series of this on the on Netflix. It is so good. I mean, I really apologise that. 
how many times I have sung Who Will Be The Baby Of The oh, Year. You just, you're just you not apologetic at all, though, because you just keep doing it. And I keep saying to you, if you sing that song one more time, I might just have to leave. Like, that, thinking about the title of the show. But again, this is, this is a sketch, the Baby Of The Year sketch, which picks everything about reality TV and TV contests. So in relation to Love Island, it hits every single one of them. It hits onto like the, the bad boy judges. It hits onto like the scandals that happen. It hits onto like award shows. Um, so if, uh, about like things that happen in award shows. It hits onto like the bad boy contestant that the public turns against, even though it's a baby. Um, it's so good. And I don't know anyone who's seen this that, doesn't find it absolutely complete genius. And it might just be that that's a self-picking sample there because you have to really go quite hard to find it on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's only because people I know and follow on social media who like it that made me look for it in the first place. Um, but this is so good. Please check it out because more people need to see this. I mean, I know that you will never, ever watch this. Despite I, finding the hot I dog know, card. I quite like the hot dog. <laughs> yeah. I know. Just sketch that level of sketch shows just not for me. I don't think. But I think you would get this. Yeah. Okay. I was well. I was going to say, would I get? Because my sense of comedic timing and my understanding of comedy, as we well rehearsed on this podcast, is not typical. So a lot of things that people think are absolutely hilarious, I just don't get. I know a lot of people who. Uh, don't like mainstream comedy mm -hmm. who really like this okay. because it really just ticks a ticks a point with them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm tempted to show you the tour guide sketch after this okay. just to see what you think. Okay. <laughs> That's the only time for Love Island. Yeah, well, like I say, it's short sketches, <laughs> so you can really fit that. You can really fit it in. Um, right, should we talk about some movies? So today a bit of a weird one because we're going to talk about two films. It should have been that one film we watched together and one film you went to see by yourself. However, one film we attempted to watch together and then I got so scared I asked you if we could turn it off. So <laughs> it really is going to be a Mark Heavy review for films this week. Yes. <laughs> so let's start with Host which was the film I couldn't cope with. So this was a this was a lockdown movie. It is filmed entirely on a Zoom call. Um, so when I say it's a lockdown movie, it's not just a case of people standing a little bit further apart. This is people are in separate rooms. It is filmed entirely over Zoom. And, and it is, you are right, it's a lockdown movie because they did film it during lockdown. Yes. It is, it's not a trick. Yeah. They filmed in their own houses through the medium of Zoom and other... Th I'm sure there are other tricks that I don't understand. Yeah. But they weren't all together in a room editing it or... You know, they did their own makeup. They yeah. did their own stunts. Yes. They had to. They were they were trained to do them from, from professionals. Professionals? <laughs> can't, really, can't speak tonight. <laughs> they were trained to do it from afar, but then they had to do their own stunts. And when you think about... This is a horror movie, hence the reason I couldn't cope with it. Yes. There are lots of things happening in the background. There are things, you know, catching your eye. It does that whole paranormal activity thing where the camera guides you in a particular direction. Yeah, it's six friends over Zoom who hire a medium to hold a seance. Um, 
and things escalate from there. Yeah, and that we can guess, can't we? Well, you didn't, apparently. <laughs> no, do you know what it was? You, in that, in that summary, you've sort of painted a picture of everything's fine to begin with, and then things slowly manifest themselves. Yes. For me, this was really spooky right from the off. So you do start in one character's home as she's preparing for the Zoom call. You know, she's, oh, or she's she's ringing someone. So you start off with two people having a conversation and yeah. then the rest of them come in. No, it starts off with one person just getting ready. They have joined the Zoom call. That's it, yeah. Um, and there's that horror thing where you can just see yourself on a Zoom call. I think yes. we're all familiar with it now. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it, and they're just ticking the laptop around the house while they're getting ready. And in that process, there are mirrors, there are doors, there are noises... And I was terrified because I was waiting for something, not necessarily to jump out, but I was waiting for the camera to pan, maybe to a mirror, maybe to the door behind, and for a figure to be standing there. Yeah, you were scared by the concept of the film. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, stuff does happen later on. I mean, you didn't get there. No, but I have read the Wikipedia entry. Oh, well, that's the same. <laughs> I feel you've largely had the same experience as me then. <laughs> well, it took me like two seconds. I was like, oh, all right then. Right, that's fine. But I wouldn't want it to have watched that. It, the, the tension was too much for me. This is obviously a brilliant film. Yeah. I would not have had that reaction to it if it wasn't working. Yes. I just couldn't cope. I couldn't cope with that knot in my stomach. I even had um, the pillow from the sofa, all the pillows, the many, many scatter cushions that we have over my face and I wasn't really looking at the film but I can't I just can't maintain that for the you know was this 90 minutes it, no so this film is not even 90 minutes not even 60 minutes <laughs> yeah, this well, is 57 cool. minutes long yeah you lasted cope. 20 I lasted 20 I just I just couldn't cope I mean I think the beauty of this film is in the editing it does not hang around you are straight in straight out largely like um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson this does not need to be any longer than an hour long. And I know that we have a little joke about how I hate long movies. But this, there isn't like a middle act where they're just pissing about in this. It gets in, it gets it done, and it it, it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, paranormal activity, I mean, you spend so long just waiting, like on a shot of a room, just waiting for something to go bang. Or something to move, or something like that. The efficiency in this is brilliant. And I think there was, the director has said that there was a, a 90 minute cut but no, they've they've done the exact right thing. Um, this is available on Shudder, which is a service that no one has really speaks about. Um, it's a horror movie service. They have a lot of originals, and we had a seven day trial. Yeah, seven day trial. Yeah, so that's a free one. I watched a couple of films that I've been wanting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what, did you, what else did you watch? So I watched Possessor. Okay. That's a that's a film. Is it one that I should avoid as well? No, no, it's a bit more psychological. Oh, um, is it more exorcisty? Yeah, because I can cope with that. No, it's more. Um, what would it? A bit more. So it's a hitman that in, injects themselves into other people oh. to in a sort of quantum leap style in right. order to make a perfect murder that where oh. they can't be traced back. Oh, very nice. It sounds it sounds a bit pulpy, afternoony. TV movie. Uh, yeah, but it, it's it's a far tougher than that. It's Andrea Riseborough. Who, oh, right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I get I, straight away, I know what sort of film that is now because she would not have a pulpy afternoon 
sort of Columbo-esque TV movie. Yeah, it's not Quantum Leap. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. What else do you watch? Uh, Relic. And I walked in at the end of that, didn't I? I'd come in from something and you were watching. I don't know where I'd been, but I came in to a, quite a pivotal point in that film. Yeah. And I then mean, I stood by the door and watched the end of it because I thought that was really interesting. It, it's a very interesting film. It's a really, really good film. Um, it's Emily Mortimer's in it. Um, Bella Heathcote, who I don't I know, really I know the know. name, but I don't know why. Maybe she's been in like the press or something. So I think she's an Australian actress. Um, she was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, uh, well, I did see that on a plane once. Yeah, she's been in a lot of a lot of things, sort of a third or fourth art. So she's in The Man in the High Castle, which you've covered. That, oh, that'll be why then. Yeah. That'll be why. Uh, and Robin Nevin, who's a an older actress who I don't recognise, but she oh she's in Matrix Revolution. No, she's in a lot of things, okay. but yes, I don't recognise her apparently. Almost a companion piece to the father in that it is someone who's caring for an older relative. However, this well, the father takes a realistic view of people with dementia in later life. Uh, this takes a more horror version of it. So. I mean, it, it's a horror film, but it really works. And I think you caught the it's, end, didn't you? Yeah, it's incredibly metaphorical. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there, are, yeah. There, are, there are lots of, there's so much symbolism going on. Yes. And the end shot in particular, mm. not spoiling anything, but the end yeah. shot, I think, really says a lot about generations and families. And yeah, and mm. with that, um, that overview taking with dementia and alzheimer's and yeah so i'm trying to skirt around the issue but yeah. i thought it was really really the, the visuals really spoke to me in terms of oh this is really telling you about the feeling and the emotion behind dementia alzheimer's Absolutely. and the, the way that it affects the family and the, and the people involved but yeah i mean we got a seven day free trial i watched everything that i needed to watch when i cancelled they offered me another month for free mm-hmm. which i didn't take up because i will just forget to cancel yeah, it and it'll roll on but look there are gonna be films that are on there again and yeah. i would 100 percent pay for a month because i think it's yeah. only about three or four quid a month oh, right, oh, might be okay. a fiver yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the cheaper end because it's so specialist mm-hmm. but yeah i mean check it out we're not being paid by should i so no, we just no, no, <laughs> make no. that very Definitely. clear i'm certainly not heaven's above I'm not going to be able to watch anything on it. I was thinking, oh yeah, that'd be a really good idea. I'm like, well, I'd just have to avoid every time that you put a film on because every when you were scrolling through, like, you know, when you see all the other films on there, I'm going, no, no, no. I would absolutely love to be sponsored by Shudder. Because I nearly did host as um, as a date night, which would have been a... Oh, yeah, I would have, I would have had to go out the room and just sort of kind of watch under a tent or something i don't know and it it really stayed with me as well and i think i had to get up with the baby that night and i was terrified oh yeah i do remember that i remember thinking i don't like this i can imagine things happening see you say i've got a lack of imagination but really i haven't no you've got imagination about the wrong things (laughs) (laughs) lovely yeah that's lovely isn't it Mm. Should we talk about something that's just come out at the pictures recently, which yes. is M. Night Shyamalan's Old, which you went to see very, very recently, a couple of days ago, didn't you? Yeah. So I think, like with the moon landing, or like with... Where are you going with this? Many tragic events. Okay. Everyone knows where they were when they realised M. Night Shyamalan had lost it. Oh, my. Everyone likes Sixth Sense, or the majority yeah, of people. yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone agrees that by the happening and the last airbender, it was shit. I like the happening. 
Okay, Maybe so it's... I'm the only person. It didn't have any ghosts in. I mean, it's a bad film. Yeah, I know. No. I know. And also, I love The Village, and you hate The Village. This is where I was going to get, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, am I going going to do a far No, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. Because I thought you were going to roll your eyes when I said that. I think the twist at the end of The Village is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Because it's not a twist, it's just like... It is the equivalent of, at the end of Casablanca, Rick pulling off a mask and being an alien all along. Right. It doesn't improve the film. Okay. The twist doesn't make any difference to the film i think it's all about trauma you know i love a film about trauma and that's what it's about that film is totally about trauma and what you do when you've had a traumatic experience and how you create a world for yourself Hmm. there we go okay a little review of the village for you anyway okay it's safe to say that he um m night Shyamalan had a bit of a renaissance Mm -hmm. you've seen the visit haven't you i have yeah i've never seen that and and again i found that really difficult and there were there were some visuals in that and some scenes that are truly horrific, truly okay. horrific, like not just on a, a like a gore level or anything like that, but the feeling and the emotion behind it is nasty. You know, it really oh, and be, because it involves younger people, you know, um, being at the heart of the film as well. Yeah, um, he did Split, mm-hmm. which I think was a good film. It was all right. Probably yeah, made right. better by. The performance. Yes. Yeah, of, of both. I'm looking at you, you're looking at me. We're trying to remember. It's James McAvoy. Thank you. And the girl is the one about the chess. That's all I can think. And the Queen's Gambit. And I cannot remember her name. Look up her name quickly. Just Anya Taylor-Joy. I was about to say it's Anna, but it's not Anna. Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy. Of course it is. Oh, and did you ever see Glass? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, I never did. Yeah. Which it was really disappointing because I really love um, Unbreakable. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, I really need to catch up with that, although mm. I've heard mixed things. I wasn't a fan. I thought Split was really good, really interesting, but um, Glass kind of jumped the shark a little bit for me. So, we come on to World. Mm. And I was really excited to see this because I think it's a really interesting situation. Mm. Families on a holiday, going down to a beach where they find themselves ageing at a rapid rate. If I was going to take a guess, I would say it was one of them films which is good for an hour and then the last act falls apart a bit. People call it a Twilight Zone movie, don't yeah. they? Or at least that's the, the premise is very much like a Twilight Zone and there's episode. there's plenty of those. I think Moon did the same. That was Duncan Jones' film from a few years ago. There's plenty of things where I find that. And yeah. This has had mixed reviews. Some people have criticised it. Most notably... What's his name? John... John. Um, Captain Jack from Doctor Who. Oh, John Barrowman. John Barrowman went on a rant about it. He specifically tagged in the people involved and said, did he try and get his money back or something like that? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's a a poor show about it. It's Yes, something odd was going on there. Anyway, yeah, it has had mixed reviews. I've, I've listened to all the reviews, yeah. having not seen the film. But I've listened to all of them. But it was five stars in The Guardian. Peter Bradshaw oh, gave it five hey, stars. Yeah, That's interesting. I've never known a film lose me so quickly. And once that happened, I really... Sh- everything I hated about it. I went through this film absolute hate watching it which was good fun because i could laugh at it but yeah for me this was a one-star film going into it i think even m night Shyamalan's biggest fan would say that dialogue isn't his strong point 
I keep hearing this. Obviously and not from Peter Bradshaw's review. Within but. the first five minutes, you have about 14 instances of people turning around to the kids and going, oh, I can't wait to see you when you get old. Oh, no. oh don't wish your life away. Oh, no. And then once you get that in your mind, every single line yeah. annoys you. Yeah. So, like, the pull up at this resort, I can't believe we found this place on the internet. Well, mm-hmm. everyone finds holidays on the internet. Mm-hmm. Every decision that was made just annoyed me more. There is a rapper that's in this whose name is Midsize Sedan. Right. That's just... I don't even know if it's meant to be yeah, a joke. if it's meant to be a joke. But mm. it's, it annoyed me. Or is he, re- is he like a real rapper, you know, that's playing himself? No, 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 just an okay, actor. Just, yeah. right, okay. Oh, look, it's Midsize Sedan. Right. That's, yeah. There are good actors in this. There are really, really good actors in this. Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, Vicky Creeps, Rufus Sewell... Alex Wolf, uh, Thompson McKenzie, Abby Lee from Lovecraft Country. Oh, who's that? Who, She's the blonde girl. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Ken Lung from Lost. Ken Lung's in it? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Eliza Scanlon. I was about to say, it's Eliza Scanlon. I heard yeah. something like she, I mean, she is superb. Yeah. I mean, and she's got nothing to do with this. nothing to do, is that what She you, has yeah. one moment okay. and then, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, things happen. Yeah. Um... I've seen all these people act. Mm-hmm. I swear they can. They can't mm-hmm, in this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's just the dialogue or the fact that they realise they've got absolutely no faith in this film, but everything just seems laboured, every single line. I've seen criticisms of the ending and people saying, oh, it's not a twist. Which, it doesn't have to be a twist, but that's M. Night's bed and he's mm-hmm. got to really line it because that's become his gimmick. This is really, really bad. I hated this. I've warmed to it a little bit since I've got home because I'm, it's not in front of me annoying me. And because you were hate watching it and you were able to yeah. look at it. Yeah. And I can see that there are some interesting shots or some interesting concepts. but And the idea itself is a really interesting yeah. idea. Friend of the podcast, Chris, sent me the trailer a few weeks back. Um, and I remember look, watching it and thinking, oh, this looks amazing. Like I, I remember really thinking... Wow, he's back. This I could go and see this. Yeah. However, there was something in the trailer that that I saw that made me think, "Oh, there might be a triggering moment in there." And yeah. you came back, and I think it's important to mention this because I'm not hearing this on the other podcasts. Yeah. Um, I haven't read all the reviews, but the podcasts I've certainly listened to. You came back and said that that I should not go and see this film as Absolutely. someone who has lost a baby. Yeah. I should not go and see this film. Yeah, and I think it's really important to to say that there are pro- this is all about aging. This is you know about yeah. the process of aging, and there are, there was something particular in this film, and I'm not going to go into spoilers that triggered you. You said absolutely, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it. I it hit me for six. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite resilient to these things, and I just took a deep breath and. It took me a few minutes to get past it. Um, if I was more invested in the film, this might have hit me harder. Um, but at the minute, I could just go, oh, stupid film. Yeah. Um, but And many, many people, I'm sure, yeah. could. Yeah. I'm, from what you have told me, because off podcast, you've told me exactly what happened. Yeah. I don't think, I think that would have stayed, it has actually stayed with me. The ideas behind have stayed with me for quite yeah. a while. And a lot of this a lot i mean a lot of this goes for the gasp factor yeah. um there is a lot of body horror that takes place in this and it's interesting in itself 
it wasn't when I was in the cinema because, like I said, this this had lost me quite early. But yeah, it's got some really interesting concepts, but just everything around it is just awful. There is an for anyone who's seen it, and I'm not going to say a spoiler. The second note that comes out, there is a coded note, and when they revealed what it said, I was in shock that any major Hollywood picture would put that quote in the film. I had a re- I really wish you were with me because I had a really funny joke to say about it. But uh, yeah, that's that, and that's, that's the it. important thing. Like that's the, the, impo- the important thing would be that you could turn to me afterwards and go I've got a really funny line about this yeah I mean that's the real crime behind this (laughs) you'll never get to see it but yeah it's Uh, not a recommend then oh no I mean I was going through this saying thinking it's a one star film and you know I'd rather watch a one star film than a two star film um I've probably edged towards a two star in like a two star just in retrospect as some some film magazines would yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is laughably bad for me. Um, look, if people enjoy it and get a lot out oh, of it, yeah, yeah. good luck to them. That's, um, you know, that's yeah. great, and obviously everyone has their different differences of opinions in all films. Yeah, I I really like M Night Shyamalan. I don't know why. I just I like the concept of him as a person, and I really like many of his films I don't think that we should you know there are so many directors out there there are so many writers out there that go through stages of some films you like some films you don't for some reason he seems to get a lot of a lot more flack for the films that don't do so well so for me I think the problem is the fact that he clearly wants to be Alfred Hitchcock and he wears that on his sleeve. And I think it's a bigger fall when you are comparing yourself to one of the greats. He puts himself in every film. I was about to say, I love it when he like pops up in I really like that. I don't know why. I know it's awful, but there's just the, the awfulness of it makes me laugh. And he can't act. And I love it. And he's he's wooden that, in everything he that does. Bit in signs, that bit in signs where he's standing by the car and he's telling people not to go to the lake and all of this. Oh, or to go to the lake. I think that's the thing, yeah. And, I, and he's quite... I find that he's quite intense, so he can do that sort of slightly jarring look that I I find quite spooky. I mean, I would say that's what they do when they use non-professional actors in films. <laughs> yeah. Um, quite yeah, because they just kind of stare and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you I, mean, I find him quite you see the best in him. Yeah. I see the worst in him. Maybe it's just because I'm scared of everything. I was like, oh, he's a bit unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> when he does his acting. It, it just takes you out the film every time he pops up for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, um, I know. I know. I, I mean, like it. I mean, we'll go back to. I, I really yeah. want to have a debate about the the village. I really want to do it as a date night so that I can we can have a real I proper think, debate. I, I find I find the village quite scary as well. So yeah, I'd have to hide behind my pillow for that. Is there anything you don't find scary? Um. Oh, that's difficult. You know what? Like I can watch. Like I've already mentioned, films like The Exorcist. The only bit that I can't cope within the exorcist is when Pazuzu like pops up and it's like a, a momentary scare that sort of ooh yeah, you know yeah. um, but the rest of it I can watch possessed girls I can watch Father Karras jumping out windows you know I can do all oh, of no, that oh no I'm not talking about horror films I'm okay. talking about anything Just... like Hey Doggy Ball uh, Bing um, yeah, I'm alright with kids Whack on Bambi do you uh... <laughs> Gonna be hiding behind. I mean, there are some kids' films that are really scary if you think about things like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, I've never seen it. I I know you haven't. I I mean, what a crime! 
How have you got through childhood not saying Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I just don't understand. What is wrong with you? I don't see that being a problem. It's not... But, like, did you not just constantly watch it every weekend and have it on video? Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched it every weekend. Yeah, how stupid of me. No, I was watching musicals. I was watching Pats the Future and Police Academy 2 and 3. You're older than me. (laughs) Sunday afternoon films. It's a bit like you haven't seen the Agatha Christie's because they were always on on, like, a Sunday afternoon and you haven't seen them. I find that very odd. You've never seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, but that wasn't on a, on a Sunday afternoon as a child. Like, when you... you Not know, every you week it wasn't. And at least you, you saw The Chronicles of Narnia, didn't you? Surely. I, I think I watched the first one and then... <laughs> like, I was gone <laughs> by... Seminal Children's TV. Is The Silver Chair, is that Yeah, one? yeah, that's towards the end. Oh, no, I was yeah. gone by... What's the second one? Um, It's the um, Prince Caspian. Yeah, I mean, I was I was gone by that, and also the film version that came out the yeah, Disney the, in the mid nineties, uh, mid two thousands. The BBC version is much better. Is it though? It is. It is. Let's stop there. <laughs> Just looking at you, thinking we were meant to do a really quick couple of films, and we've now descended into nineties. Was it in the nineties? It was, wasn't it? Yes. Early early nineties children's TV. Yeah. BBC got the box set. Very we exciting. have. We yeah, have. you can get that, everyone, if you want to see it. But done. <laughs> right. Well, thanks, everyone, on, for then. listening. We've, des- we've descended into chaos now. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at The Honeymoon Pod. And if you'd like to rate, review, subscribe, does that sound right? <laughs> Is it the wrong way around? It feels the wrong way around. Rate and re- review us, but also subscribe. That would be brilliant. Mark, We're not going to use this clip to submit chaos. to the British Podcast Awards, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. See you later. See you soon.